bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Welcome to the Wife Savers Podcast, where multi-award-winning author and global marriage educator Ramona Zabriskie provides answers to your real wife questions. Our goal is to help you appreciate your womanhood, prioritize your personal development, and craft a powerful partnership with the man in your life. Hi, I'm Hannah Allen, and I'm proud to introduce my parents, Ramona and Dale Zabriskie. And yes, this is how they talk all the time. Let's listen. Hi, this is Dale Zabriskie, sitting here with Ramona Zabriskie, and I just Wrapped my work up. Just finished it. You wrapped? Yeah. Hi-ho, hi-ho. <laughs> I see a little posturing going on. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Where's the shovel on your shoulder? That's right. What? I'm the eighth dwarf that Disney never mentioned. <laughs> Grimy uh, or slippy or slappy or hippy or hoppy. Lobotomy. To what work one. are you referring to? Well, I just uh, put the car back together. <gasps> That's true. Yeah. You did. Got the transmission it was working. About, well, you had to take it up when you have to put it back together if you take it apart. Kind of uh, goes with the territory <laughs> there. You can sit there and admire your work in pieces. Yeah. Or you can put it back I'm together. I'm really grateful for that. The way I, you know, and I think I put that on Instagram, how my my home mechanic or my auto mechanic makes home calls. That's what I said. Well, it's one of those things that I always kind of look at and say, I need to take care of that. You know, I need to take care of this, need to take care of that. And that's something that I think in our relationship has evolved to seeing things and just kind of taking care of them. That's true. But you haven't always seen things the way I see them. No, nor have I. Right now, there's still a bed unmade in our master bedroom. And there's still dishes in the sink. Well, my theory of the bed thing is I'm going to get back in that thing. So, you know, it kind of makes it easier to get in unless I have to rip the covers back. We have gotten more and more on the same page. And that's obviously what we want to talk a little bit about today, prompted by a cry for help. That's right. From the Ramona, from under the car in the garage. Throw me a wife. Yeah. No, I think this is from under a pile of laundry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, she says, uh, dear Ramona, I wait for Wednesdays with great an- uh, anticipation for each week's new podcast. I just love that. But she goes on to share how she and her husband have really struggled through some hard times with three little boys and going back to school and not a lot of income while they're students. And they really started drifting apart. But here's her question. Despite all the positive change going on, which she accredits to Lifesavers and to the podcast and to my book. Yeah, I love that. Despite all the positive change going on, I still constantly struggle with one issue. No matter my approach, I wake up most days wondering how and when I opened a bed and breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of happened. There's people sleeping here and they expect to be fed. Do you know what I still do, getting off topic a little, I still wake up every morning. The first thought in my head is, who's in the house? Who needs to be taken care of? Really? Yeah. 
I take a little inventory of each bedroom in the house and try to <laughs> remember from the night before who's here and who's not. I, I wake up and I, uh, who's in the house and, and why the heck are they here? <laughs> and when are they leaving? <laughs> So she feels like that. And her kids aren't grown up like ours with, you know, grandkids. She's talking about her own little children. All right. While I truly and deeply love them and sincerely seek out ways to serve and honor my husband and family. That's very honorable. I also need them to be contributing members. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I love that. I know how much value there is in teaching my boys these skills early. Mm-hmm. I already see my small boys picking up on this example from my husband that my husband is setting and I need to turn the tide quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just following dad. <laughs> I, when I first read that, I thought she was going to say they're already following his example for which I'm grateful. Yeah. She said, well, I need to turn the tide quickly. <laughs> and she says in parentheses, Picture three small boys sitting on the couch eating Cheetos with Dale while you run around crazy. <laughs> I'm like, that yeah. doesn't take a lot of No, that's, that's, I could show you a picture, actually. <laughs> that's, that's pretty normal in our house. Any Especially attempts, the Cheetos. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you eat Cheetos, actually. But any attempts I have tried to discuss this with my husband has failed miserably. Mm. Yikes. How do I encourage my husband to contribute. How do I serve my husband and boys joyfully without creating the illusion that they are not expected to do their part in our family? Well, it sounds like she's done such a good job <laughs> of, what? Oh, of true. taking care of Why? everything. Yeah, what, they don't see the need. No, it's things are great. Yeah, you're doing great, it's honey. It's not just that. I'm here if you need me. It's not just that. It's that they truly don't see the need. No, I get that. But things seem to be working pretty well for them. (laughs) (laughs) But even if the house were a complete uproar and disaster and turn inside out, there's a good chance they they still would not see the the need. It It isn't because everything's neat and clean. It's because they don't see the need for the neat and clean. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. Absolutely. That may be true. That may be true. Now, uh, this is such a fun topic uh, because... I've, I've, it makes me want to giggle and laugh a little because I'm looking back on myself, back at her stage of life. And I'm like, oh, yes, I so remember trying like the dickens to keep my home and laundry and husband under control. (laughs) Trying to keep me under control. Yes, that was my (laughs) attitude. We're talking 35, 40 years ago. So that was my attitude then. But at my gosh, that is an uphill battle because your standards. I got away. Your standards <laughs> I got loose. were so yes. <laughs> Trying to keep you under control. <laughs> your standards were just so different yeah, from totally. mine, right from the start. You know what? I remember it. But the summer we spent in West Yellowstone when we were dating—that's mm-hmm, where we met—and mm-hmm. going into your cabin. We lived in different cabins, a clump of cabins. In your cabin, you had this gorgeous three-piece suit hanging on a bedpost. Right. Your point. <laughs> it was that convenient. should have been a 
sign to me it, right hey, there. Hey, 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 it was hanging, okay? <laughs> Wait a minute. It wasn't on the floor. What about the tuna casserole? What about the tuna there casserole? There was a tuna casserole on your stove that just was always on the stove. You just yeah. <laughs> cream of mushroom soup, can of tuna, a can of tuna, and some rice, and you stir that up, and you heat it up, oh and you eat some of it, and then you put the lid on it, and you it, leave it there. It's a miracle. And then you come back the next day, it's and you heat it up. It's a miracle yeah. you're alive. No, you figure it out because all you have to do is you have to heat it up a little longer each time you go back for more just to make sure. And it, it worked fine. Trust me. Oh, my gosh. It's a girlfriend. I don't know why I didn't see that as a red flag. Exactly. exactly. Sure, I'll marry you and pick up after you for the rest of my life. <laughs> Here, try this tuna casserole. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember you ever inviting me to dinner now that I think about it. <laughs> well, lucky you. What's really funny is you turn into a gourmet. I uh, I never I don't make tuna casserole anymore. You do sure. the cooking for us. Isn't that a marvel how far you've come? Yeah, you see, you're worried about nothing. Oh, yeah. Should we tell her I, that? Don't I, worry. That's right. He'll grow up. I haven't poisoned anybody. <laughs> Nobody's gone to the hospital with salmonella or anything. Well... Uh, what I didn't know is that I wasn't alone in those yeah, early not days. not so special. Though, yeah, in those very frustrating days. In fact, according to a Wall Street Journal article, household chores or the fair division of household chores is a serious concern, if not a deal breaker, for 57% of American couples. More than half have an issue with this. Absolutely. In fact, you know, when I was doing research for my book, Wife for Life, The Power to Succeed in Marriage, I did a lot of interviewing of men. And I remember one of those guys telling me that they had gone to counseling, he and his wife, and they were now divorced, but that they went through years and years of counseling over the primary issue of housework. Really? Yeah. They didn't share their tuna casserole recipe with you? <laughs> it's, all, it's all about, really, a big deal was about Their big managing deal. Their big issue. Remember house. our big issue yeah. podcast? We talked about when you don't see eye to eye, especially on a right. big central issue, theirs was housework. Wow. Interesting. Isn't that? Um, so, you know, just just to give a little perspective here, though, according to this same article, men actually are up 16 minutes a day. Woo! Yeah. There <laughs> you go, guys. Guys are doing 16 minutes more housework than they used to back in, for instance, 2000. For a total of 17 right. minutes now. So they're up 16 read, minutes, which means one. 17 minutes now, right? We were only doing one Don't before. Don't you do your little math tricks on me. <laughs> Listen to this. One plus 16. <laughs> okay. This is right from the article. But after generations of grumbling about doing the lion's share of housework, many women find it's hard to stop micromanaging. Well, yeah, they think they have to go in that direction because just simply asking okay. doesn't work. No, no, but right? we're getting there. Don't get ahead of me. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do my work here, <laughs> trying to pull my full load. We are going to talk about asking. So that's good you brought that up. And how 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 you ask is so, so critical. Mm. But this this whole idea about micromanaging, that is where I finally woke up and got smart all those years ago. You know, all the unmade beds, all the unfolded laundry, all that scowling. Scowling? I yes, scowled? I 
Oh, you scowled. I scowled a lot. <laughs> that scowling has relaxed into, well, at first it was resignation, then into consideration. And you know what? It finally really turned into respect because I came to respect the fact that you were a different human being than I was and a different gender. It took you how long to, to find that out? Well, to respect it in this light, in, oh, okay. in this respect. So you, so what you're saying is early on, you expected me to perform like you would right. in this different in these different responsibilities. Exactly. Of the kitchen or exactly. the so, bedroom or Right. When you just would I'd say, would whatever. you clean the toilet bowl and you just threw some comet in there and, and called it good. Yeah, it'll it'll get there. <laughs> let it let it do its work. Well, you know what I remember one time you coming home with paper I sent you to the store, asked you to bring home some paper towels. And you brought home paper towels that had a decoration on them that yeah, were a completely like that. different color than the kitchen. And I was just <laughs> Up in arms <laughs> about it. National disaster. Yes. Or when we Emergency. to this day, when we make the bed together, we often make it together. My side of the bed has the pillows all nicely arranged, and yours has them all stacked in a that's, very practical that's right. way. Just the way I want to yeah. use them and, when I come you, back. And you talk exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be efficient here, right? <laughs> and then you we usually have a pillow fight or something with the decorative <laughs> pillows because you see no need for them. Why do they call them? Throw pillows. Oh, because oh, you're supposed to throw them. That's why, <laughs> preferably at somebody. <laughs> that's funny. I've never thought of that. Is that like an occasional like table? What, what is an occasional table? <laughs> yeah, the rest of the time, right? I just don't know. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I finally just really realized that you you perceived home, quote unquote, very differently than I thought of home. And so, whose fault really? Was it all that incessant sweeping and straightening and scrubbing and scowling? Yeah, well, I think I think inherently, you know, like I think it's a really good point. How do you view home? Yeah. And for you, and I think it's it, a lot of women fall into this. You make a home, and you know, you're hanging pictures yes. before everything is unpacked. And one of the first it's things so you true. do is you want to hang the pictures as we're moving in. And you know that that's like for me. What in the world are you doing? For me, it's I come home, okay, and I use this home, right? And, and you work I hard to pay for this home. That's right, and mm -hmm. and I live in it. Mm -hmm. But you, it's it's a whole different uh, um, approach and view of it. And I think that's a really good point. And it took me a while to understand that Did and to it? see that that the beauty of it. You know, wow. I kind of kind of miss it because I have it's more purposeful, it's more functional uh -huh. in my mind than it is. Is that why you spend time fixing the, the roof or yeah, fixing sure. the I'm, lights I'm, outside? I'm or, looking at all yeah. the functional things the functional to thing. see how they're doing. Right, um, but to me, and this isn't this this is probably common to my gender, but it could be the opposite. You know, this could flip. Um. But to me, my home is an expression of who I am. Yeah, and it's almost an extension of yourself. It is. That's it. It feels like an extension of myself. The colors, the furniture, the arrangement, the things I choose to display or whatever are indicative of my, the essence of who I am, who Ramona is. And I've looked forward my whole life. Ever since I had a Barbie house, seriously, mm -hmm. to having a home that came as close as possible 
to representing me. So that goes very, very deep, doesn't it? Yeah. So if if the process of maintaining that house is disrupted or doesn't work really well, you can see how frustrated I can feel be. disrupted. Like I'm yeah, not working yeah. very well. Oh my word. Thank you. You understand, I understand. me. Oh, that's so true. Still cool. not gonna make the but bed me, if I don't have to. But, but let me understand what you're saying. I think you're saying that you care about the house as much as I do, mm-hmm. but from a, a a different perspective, a different angle almost. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, when I finally really that all sunk in with me and <laughs> I remember being away for a few days and leaving you with the kids. And when I came home, you had all done your best to get the house ready for me. And you were proud of that. And it would have been very easy for me to walk in the door and go, because this wasn't shiny. That wasn't dusted. These things were in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. You know, like that. I could have seen and and picked apart all that. But I remember your little shiny, their little shiny faces, you know, with you standing (laughs) behind them kind of thing, like, welcome home, mom. We worked hard for you. You know, I, I remember that day and realizing that I was the only one in this family who felt irritated by too many things left by too many people in too many places. <laughs> I was the only one who really cared. It was just such like a bling for me. Like, so I'm the one, I'm the one causing all my consternation. Mm, interesting. If you will. Yeah, I, I think about uh, one of our grandchildren, uh, his room. You, know, you walk into his room and it's like, you uh, minefield <laughs> does not do it justice, right? <laughs> the whole thing of stepping it on a Lego into at a night. Minefield while he's playing Minecraft <laughs> exactly. is what happens. You know the whole idea at night of stepping on a Lego. Yeah, ah! yeah. There's no way to avoid that in this room. <laughs> and I, I looked, I look at that, and I go, "Wow, you know, he's just like I was when I was that age." Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, and it's just kind of this thing that has to be nurtured and developed and that's what you and, think and you this want is to talk what about. this is all that our wife and mother who wrote to us that's all she really wants yeah, to do she wants for. to teach right. them and right. help their her boys so that someday they'll be helpmeets to their wives and instead of a frustration i think that's very noble of her and i think it's totally doable but i found in my first step towards the, bringing more peace into our family and getting my husband's help and teaching my children a better way that I had to give up that preachy, holier than thou sort of Mm, attitude mm -hmm. about housework. And honestly, life just became funner when I let you be a, a man or be a guy or be who you are, your individual self, and appreciate your attempts, no matter how imperfect by my standards, i.e. the paper towels, right? I, I, I let you load the dishwasher without scraping the plates first, or I'd let you clean the bathroom by throwing Comet in the toilet or whatever. And just appreciated your attempts. Life just, life became much funner, much lighter when I became more and more realistic. But what, so what you're saying then is initially you were appreciative of any attempt. Yes. And then, but what happened over time for the, with those yes. attempts? Yes. Right. They got better and better. And I, and I, I was in a better position instead of them think that you weren't all thinking of me as in some kind of overseer 
with a whip, <laughs> but rather that mom, wow, mom thinks I did good. Mm. I want to do even better. Okay. You know, I want to please mom because she, you know what I'm saying? They, the relationship became more important to me than the chore, or the uh, perfection okay. in it. And because our relationship was then on more solid footing, I had more influential power in gently guiding, directing, teaching, if well, you will. I remember one thing that you did, um, and I want to say that the kids were, the youngest was probably seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so you had, you know, uh, some preteens in there yeah. and maybe a young teenager. Yeah. Is that you, you set up a structure for doing chores. Uh, I wasn't even going to bring that up today. Well, I just think we don't need to dwell yeah. on it. But what yeah. I think is was good about that uh-huh. is that it gave uh, the young person, uh, you know, here's how you can do it. You start at this level and at this level you can do these things, but you can graduate and you can get better. That's right. And you can gain these right. points or whatever yeah, they are. Yeah, because my, my goal then was to teach my children to be not performance-based, but learning-based. The idea that I'm good at something or bad at something. I didn't like that. I hated that when they say, I'm bad at math. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can learn math. You can learn anything. So I thought, well, what better way to teach that than through household chores? So they would start out uh, being in charge of, for instance, scrubbing the toilet bowl. They would be an apprentice. Which means you'd they'd well, have actually, to they be... start out as a student. Okay. They start out as a student. So I would teach them. They would watch me do it. And I would be teaching them. Then they became an apprentice where they were watching me do it, maybe taking over and doing a little bit of it themselves. And when they got good enough after a few Saturdays of that, then they became a, um, I think I called it a professional, meaning they don't need my supervision anymore. Yeah. They're totally certified at cleaning the toilet. <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> badge there. And then after a while, after they'd done that for many weeks, sometimes months if they really liked it. And depending the job. on what the job was. Right. And then I would assign one of the other kids in the family to be a student of them. And then an apprentice yeah. of them. Yeah. They are now the experts. And so the highest level you could achieve was teacher. Yeah, that's great. Well, you could turn around and teach a skill in the home to another, to one of your siblings. And they all rotated through them through the years that way. And it really worked. It really did. And you saw the kids really getting engaged and and, uh, proud of what they did. I'm I'm really clean that toilet well. You know, something you don't hear very often. They own it. Like, nobody can mop the floor like me. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. Like, get out of the way. You got to see your face in that floor. That's how they work. (laughs) And I think that really worked super well for the kids. It did. Right. But does it work for a husband? Does it work for a husband? No. No, I'm I'm already past the uh, apprentice stage here. Uh, you don't want your little gold star? <laughs> that's right. I don't want to care about seeing my face. I just don't want to trip on something when I walk on the floor. Well, but I think for kids, that was a great, great Yeah, approach. I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't even going to talk about it today. But, but, you know, how do we, how does she and our letter writer mm-hmm. here uh, help the husband? Because when the husband's all in, the kids will follow yeah, lot, lot hopefully, yeah. yeah. The day becomes a family work right. day or whatever, and everybody's excited to do their part. Well, do you remember the old odd couple, Felix and Oscar? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I, knew, I know some odd couples. All our listeners are not going to relate to we that. We could be considered an odd couple. <laughs> it's the old television show and a play yeah. about Felix Unger, 
who is super over the top, obsessive, compulsive, clean and neat. And then his roommate, Oscar Madison, they're both divorced guys who are the biggest slob on right. the face of the earth. And so I know that some guys are actually Felix Ungers, but if they, my guy was an Oscar Madison and it may be that uh, hers is too. So the truth is that most guys though are somewhere in the middle. They're not obsessive, compulsive, tidy uppers, but they're also not the ultra slobs. Yeah, throwing there's, a Cheeto bag uh, on the floor. Yeah, they're somewhere in the middle and they're probably bewildered and uh, by the expectations and maybe even overwhelmed by their women who are also overwhelmed. They're working women, they're stay-at-home moms and so forth. But even so, he's somewhere in the middle. He's feeling a little bewildered by her demands, ex expectations. I just want to emphasize that an apron will probably never feel really natural to him. No, That's expecting too much. <laughs> we don't need a uniform. <laughs> I try to put to aprons on done. you and you're cooking really messy stuff and you resist. <laughs> That's right. But what may feel more natural to him, now see if you can get where I'm going with this. What may feel more natural to him is the bunker gear of a firefighter or the mask and cape of a superhero or the suit of armor of a knight. <laughs> what do they all have in common? What do uh, they, have in common? they have a call to action. Oh, yes. Good. They have a mission. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they have a mission. I loved uh, John Gray talks about giving your guy an emergency. He's emergency mm. man. And there is actually some scientific truth to that. Men are... Um, more task oriented, generally speaking, generally speaking, I underline men, uh, generally speaking, can be more task oriented. And so they, um, they focus in, they concentrate on one thing at a time. And then when they do that thing, they're to test testosterone levels, which give them the room to get through the tough stuff, literally ebb. And they have to kind of stop and rest and re recharge again. Mm -hmm. So he says, you know, when he's sitting in the living room recliner and you're in the kitchen doing dishes, he, in his mind, or, you know, subconsciously, he's restoring his testosterone. I'm very good at restoring getting, testosterone. Yeah. Getting his oomph back up to, in case there's an emergency. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Ready to jump up and go to action. I think that's hysterical, but there's a little bit of scientific truth in that. So the point is, if you have a, give him a very explicit mission, think of it in those terms, it's very more likely than not that he will jump up and, and do. It's all about how you ask, though, okay? You have to ask in a way that causes no hurt, no resentment, no frustration, no anger, no sadness, no by guilting, bullying, whining, or manipulating. Yeah, and none of that would work That's for me. That's a tall order. Yeah. No, right, right, yeah. right. I mean, you might get some action, but it won't uh, be very good, and it will be done resentfully, no. and it will... Right. Yeah. We want to create a climate in which he, or an opportunity for him to actually feel like he's pleasing us, that he's um, he's he's helping us in a way because in essence, he wants us to be happy. And if he sees that it's actually making us happy or happier, he's, 
he's happy that you're happy. Do you like the sound I of that? I like that. Okay. Let's do it. So here's tactic num- number one. We've got to outline his charge, the task of helping you in a way that draws a clear relation between his completing that charge and how it will bless you or make you happy. All right? Okay. So all you have to do is remember this acronym, AHA. AHA. A-H-H-A. Okay. So A, the first A stands for a lot. It would mean a lot to me if... Okay, so you're you're uh, the, the precursor mm-hmm. to this. You're setting the uh, relationship of this thing right. to the impact it'll have yes. on. Yes, it would me mean a lot a to me. Okay, if all right, then the H in aha is for happy. So how would we work that into the sentence? Well, it would make me happy if, or yes. I'd really be happy if. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then it would help me if. Mm-hmm. That's the other mm-hmm. H, help. And lastly, appreciate. I would appreciate it if. So you just start your request for his help, whatever it is, or whatever chore or task you're looking for. It would mean a lot to me if, or you could say, it would make me happy if, or you could say, it would really help me if, mm-hmm. or you can say, I would appreciate it if... Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Whatever it is. So that's the... So, so it's not, just make sure it's not, get your lazy butt off of that couch and get over here and... Yeah. I would appreciate it, F. <laughs> yeah, right, right. right. Exactly. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. We have to remember this is the language of respect. All right. Yeah, put down the Cheetos and yeah, get... Put the- your hands on your head, step away from the Cheetos. <laughs> so that's the first step. Now, here's the second. This is, we're not done. You don't just say it would make me happy if I go, well, that's really great. Yeah. You have to say. It wouldn't make me very happy. You have to second. Second. Yes. We call it S-A-C for solicit a commitment. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Put it in writing. Press hard. There's three copies. (laughs) That's right. So what we're saying is, will you do that? It would make me happy if dot, dot, dot. Will you do that? Okay. And he has to say yes or no. Yeah. I have to put in a huge warning here. Reet, 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 reet. Do not say, dear wife, can you do that? Or could you do that? Mm. Why doesn't that work? Well, because the first thought I have is if you say, can, I do, can you do something? It's the pride <laughs> factor goes ratchets up and well, heck yeah, I can do that. I can oh, do that okay. better than anybody. Thank you very much. There's but, nobody better that can do that. Than yeah, but me. it doesn't make you jump up and go in and do it. No, uh, it's right. like it's not a, I, there's no the commitment. Way, yes, the way I illustrate it to women is saying, "Can you marry me?" Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> can you marry me? Yeah. Or could you marry could me? Could you marry me? Women think it sounds polite to say mm. can and could, but actually they're counterproductive. Yeah, in this so situation, in this situation, yeah. we're going to sack it or solicit okay. a commitment. We're just going to say, will you do that? Or would you do that? It's actually quite respectful, far more respectful than can you or could you? Yeah. All and right? then, it, and like you say, it, it draws a line to where there has to be a response. Yes. You're giving him the opportunity the to be definitive. That's right. Of his own free will. So there's no games here. There's no hints. Women are the queen of hints. Oh, yeah. Some women. That's right. 
<laughs> I'm thinking of all these, my aunts and all these ex- bad examples I had in some cases. But no games, no hints, no complaining, no beating around the bush, just straight up, straight mm-hmm. up communication. But Will it's but that? it's couched and it's framed in this respectful, very directly respectful way. Yeah. Yes, right. So will you, would you? So let's try and put those two together, okay? I got some examples here. The kids and I are going to work in the garden this weekend. It's going to be fun. Will you be our heavy lifter? Okay. Yeah, that I like that because it's got the will you, but then the heavy lifter. Nobody can lift heavy better than me. See, right. I'm the best heavy lifter you've seen. Stand back here. Just let me handle this. You'll see some heavy lifting like you've never seen before. You ready? Yeah, so okay. there's a ch- pretty good chance you're going to respond positively. How about John needs help with his homework and the baby's soaking wet. I can't do both. It would mean a lot to me if you would change the diaper or help out John. Which one would you rather? I'm going for John. (laughs) Thank you. But I don't care what John has to do. I'm going that direction. (laughs) I appreciate your need to play with the guys, but it would mean a lot to me if you would spend the afternoon with us on Saturday and help around the house. Will you? Yeah. Uh, The other thing about that is it uh, acknowledges you know, the guy's yeah, plans they, or yeah. other relationships. Yeah, I didn't and, put it down. I said, I yeah. appreciate your need to play with the yeah. guys. You but spend it would mean so much time with those guys. And right. Yeah, you're there's never no here. There's no complaint in yeah. There's no complaint in it, is there? How about. And they're such honey, a motley crew anyway. Why do you run with those people? <laughs> start running down on his friends. Honey, it makes me happy when the kitchen is shiny clean. I so appreciate your help with the dishes. Will you sweep also? Before you're finished. Oh, I'm supposed to sweep? <laughs> you're busted. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I wrote, I wiggled that in just for you. <laughs> well, that's why I bought that cordless vacuum thing. That just, I just love it when you say, the kitchen's clean, and I go is in it, there. <laughs> it's it clean. Is the floor not part of the kitchen? <laughs> Counters, dishes. But see, that's my own fault. I really did. I We're never not. went through that apprentice. Uh, no, you never thing. did the. You never did the program. Yes, so, right. what can you expect? When I, 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 this is I'm saying very clearly that it would mean a lot to me if you'd also sweep up. So, will you sweep yeah. also before you're finished? I'm late for my meeting. The kids are late for school. Would you drop them off on your way to work? That would be so helpful to me. Mm-hmm. So, do you see how I worked in the ahas and the right. sack right. into all of those? All of those requests. So again, we're just expressing our desires in a calm, direct statement that really gives us a lot of power, but it also empowers him. Yeah, it does. It puts him in a in a very yeah empowering and, situation. In a position to be successful as a husband, really. And that's a that's a really good point because you you set that up for the successful, let's just say, conclusion of something, whether I'm yeah. driving the kids yeah. or I'm changing a diaper or whatever right. it is. Right. Right. And they're little things. Right. But they do drive home this, oh, that worked. We got through, you know, we we're able yes. to and solve this. How would you feel now as a husband if your wife was you saw that she was really happy about yeah, it. Right. That she was really happy with you. Yeah, because you can't come to her news. It's about time you went and did these no, things. No, no. I've been trying to get you for four years right. to blah blah right. blah. Clean out the shed. Yeah. Right. Instead of saying, Oh, thanks for cleaning out the shed. Well it's about time. Yeah. You that celebrate work. these moments. Right. So again, we're talking to our wife who wrote us the letter. After she does approaches she makes a you know, clear in her own mind what her needs are around the house. And then she expresses them with the aha, followed by the sacket. You know, she solicits the uh, commitment. And then here's the last step. 
she does what we call in Lifesavers, the happy dance. We call it the happy dance. That's what one of my team named it years ago. All that means is timely, lavish appreciation. Mm. Not, not crazy, but genuinely felt appreciation, thanks, gratitude expressed in your yeah, style. You can whatever dance however you want. Is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a dance. Right. It's just the name of what we're saying. So we're saying thank you. Yeah. But, but if you just say thanks... Yeah. But if you say thank you and your face is lit up or you give him a kiss or you put a, you know, you hug him or you're like, wow, this is this is more than I even hoped for. Thank you so much. Or wow, that really relieved me. That helped me so much. Some of the best diaper changing I've seen in a yeah, long time. Yeah, like, honey, that I know that wasn't easy for you. Thank you. In my case, I try, especially with my boys, when I'm using these approaches to expressing giving them a mission, basically. Mm -hmm. I also went a little up above and beyond so that I was thanking them for days afterwards, you know, <laughs> I'd say. And if if your husband does something pretty extraordinary, that's not a bad approach also. But to say, thank you two days later, you know, I was thinking about how you did this the other night for me and how it was just so well done. Thank yeah, you. I, you know, I was working on the car the other day, and you, I, I just drove the, the car, and it worked yes. so well. Those brakes were amazing or whatever. Yes, and, and it's yeah. not being manipulative or wily as a woman. It's being honest. It's Sometimes we think and feel things, but we don't say them. So that's what the happy dance is all about, is just saying it. Because what are you doing? You're celebrating. You use that word, celebrating. You're celebrating what you want more of. Right. Yeah, Connect, right? connecting the dots to right. cause and effect. Right. So again, we've got aha. We're giving our guys, little and big, we're giving them a mission. And we're being, um, we're using uh, aha, a lot, happy, help, and appreciate, mm -hmm. one of those. And then sack it. Will you do that or would you do that? Never can or could. And then we're going to follow it up with the happy dance. This is just the very tippy top of a whole skill set that adds up to hours of instruction that we cover in Wife Savers. We also go into depth into how to express your needs for emotional support, how to express your needs for his help in problem solving, how to express your needs when he's hurt your feelings and stuff. So this is just the top of the language of respect. And, and it's a somewhat it's, foundational to these other more yeah, yeah, critical yeah, really or is. challenging yes. types yeah, of conversations. Yeah, more complex yeah. conversations. But getting, uh, just getting on board as partners in your own home so that you're not feeling like our letter writer, <laughs> like you're running a bed and breakfast, you know, or that you're creating the illusion, as she said, that they're not, they're not really needed. Right. That's the other thing is they want to be needed. Men and boys in general, general, well, we all do, like to feel useful. So if they feel useful and appreciated, and it's very clear to them how to do that in a way that makes you happy, chances are you're going to have a smooth, humming household. Okay? Excellent. So as I often tell my students, in the name of goodwill towards men, cut him some slack and not attack. Laughter brightens a home better than Lysol. <laughs> and it smells better, too. 
Thank you for listening. We just love and appreciate our listeners, especially those who subscribe and who leave us a ranking or review. Those five-star reviews, they're our favorites. I want to do more for you, though, outside of the podcast. I'd love to send you my weekly newsletter and to give you my free ebook, Five Lies We Tell Brides and Five Truths That Save Wives. Get them both at wifesavers.org. Home is with you wherever that may be.